provide some help. Get ready to move. What would it was? It is what it is. Yeah. Whatever you did. It is what it is, and I'm so tired. I'm tired too, as a Laker fan. Very tired. Knock you off to pay their ties. They want me gone, but don't know why. This is a mood right now. Current mood. Ron don't care no more. You want to get rid of all, every last one of them. Give me a team, a whole new team, and Anthony Davis. That's exactly how I feel, and as Lakers fan, that's probably how you guys feel. I just watched, I just witnessed, I should say, uh, our Lakers catch a royal beatdown at the hands of the Ola Depot-less Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers without Ola Depot. Now, you can say they're a hungry team in the East, or you can look at it how I look at it as the Lakers were sending a message to management and LeBron James. Now, if you watched the game like I did, you saw different occurrences that happened via fans, and you also saw the bench not really fucking with Bron. Now, the fans, of course, you're playing on the road. And all these trade rumors are coming out. So the fans are going to chime in. Everything is circulated by LeBron. Simple as that. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that LeBron is the man behind the closed doors trying to get people traded and trying to make a team of his own. He's not waiting around to see what the youth can possibly do. He's trying to do his thing. And by that, he's trying to get rid of everybody, basically. Now, we're going to jump into some of these things. Now, the Lakers lost to the Indiana Pacers. They're now sitting 27-27. and 27. I believe they're 10th in the West. That's two spots out of the East. I mean... Two spots out of the East. I'm tripping. That is two spots out of the A spot. Um, I, they might. I'm gonna say they. Let's go check. Let's just go check and see what the standards are. Okay. I I really I really 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 want to know. I really want to know. It doesn't look good, at all, at all, and it's sad, because I thought this team could be better, and now trade rumors are just killing us. Killing us, yeah. We're in ten spot. We're about two games out, two games out of the the A spot. But it doesn't look like it's getting any better now. During the course of watching the game and all that good stuff, I, I guess Rob Palenka, Magic Johnson, and LeBron James were on the phone <coughs> trying to get something done. Now they did make a trade. Just wasn't a trade we've been waiting on. Or I don't know how you guys are gonna feel, but y'all can tweet me. And all that stuff on how y'all feel about the Lakers possibly trading their whole goddamn team for Anthony Davis. Y'all can hit me up and I'll give y'all all my social handles after this podcast or at the end of this podcast. So, yeah. Anyway, Lakers have traded Svi Mikhailuk, our second-round pick from this year, um, and a second-round pick to the Detroit Pistons for Reggie Bullock, who's a pretty solid three-point shooter. Um, can't get a couple of... You know, get a couple of shots off the dribble. Can get to the cup. Got a little athleticism. Can 
possibly be that 3 and D. He is coming on the final year of his contract, so that gives us a little bit more cap space moving forth after this year. Um, even though I think the Lakers didn't have to pick up an option on Steve McKaylook, but, you know, that's for the Detroit Pistons to kind of deal with now. Um, so now we got Reggie Bullock. Hopefully he can make it to the Boston game. We play Boston, I want to say we play Boston tomorrow? Wednesday? Wednesday. So uh, it, it's going to be a tough one. Definitely going to be a tough one just because, you know, we are struggling. We're struggling to win games. Simple as that. We are struggling to win games, and it doesn't look like it's getting it's going up from here. We play Thursday in Boston. Sorry, I got my dates wrong. But it just doesn't look like we're getting any better from here. Bron has been dealing with the, the growing issue. He's uh, been taking games off for load management. You know, now the, all the trade rumors are coming out. Uh, by the way, I just want to say a big uh, fuck you to the Pelicans. You guys are assholes. You have us basically bidding against ourselves. We've submitted deals. Well, let's just say we would assume that the Lakers have been submitting deals and bidding against themselves. They haven't. I don't think. I don't believe have the Pelicans have see received any other offer offer from any other team other than the Lakers. So we've been bidding with ourselves. They haven't even given us a counter offer, but we keep hearing rumors of they want four to six picks plus a s plus players plus an all star plus you know. They want everything. They want everything. Just from the Lakers, I think. Let's be real. I can't recall any player that's been traded by, okay, let's just say, let's say the Spurs, they got DeMar DeRozan. Um, the, the, the fucking Sixers traded for Jimmy Butler. Minnesota got Dario Sarit. That's not really that's not really anybody. I believe the Lakers got a be couple better players than that. But uh I, I just feel like there's a vendetta against the Lakers. The the NBA, the NBA I wanna say the NBA, the NBA owners, NBA team owners seem like they don't want to see the Lakers be great again. That's what I feel like I'm getting from this. I feel like they don't want to see the Lakers to be on top again. Which is funny because when the Lakers are on top, the league makes a lot of money. We generate a lot of money. We bring in the the, the, the ratings. We bring them up. You know, we get the audience. We get sellout crowds. We, we do it all. But right now, this Laker team is a fucking shit show. And as a Laker fan, um, I've seen many great Laker teams I'm very, very disappointed. Now, we can blame this on Magic. We could blame this on Rob. We could blame it on fucking Luke. But to me, all fingers are now starting to turn to turn and, and point at LeBron James. LeBron James, by secretly behind backdoor channels, and not publicly, but voicing his his opinions and, oh, I want him and I would love to play with him. But we all know behind closed doors he's talking to Rob and he's talking to Magic on how he can make this team better by getting rid of the youth and not waiting for the growth process. 
not seeing them grow. Now, that that could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing. But right now, it seems like a bad thing because, listen, I would love to have Anthony Davis on the Lakers roster, but at what cost? What At what cost do we pay to get Anthony Davis? Now, in my opinion, offering all three youngs, that, that's probably going to be something good in this league, maybe in a year or two. But to offer all three, plus Zubac, plus a heart, plus Rondo, plus Beasley, plus two first-round picks, plus a second-round pick, that's just too much. And I love Anthony Davis, and I think he's hands down top five and top three when he's healthy, best players in the NBA, one of the best players in the NBA. And I would love to see him, like, don't get me wrong. I would love to see him in a Lakers uniform. I would love to see him don a Lakers uniform. But are we willing to risk selling the whole farm for that one player? Think about that. Think about that. Are we willing to do that? Now, there's no guarantee that we're making the playoffs this year. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. There's no guarantee. No guarantee. Now, are we are we gonna make the playoffs? Are we What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. I, I don't think like right now the way we're playing and what I'm seeing, especially what I saw like today. Getting beat by 42 points to the Indiana Pacers without Victor Oladipo? I don't think the playoffs are even close to us right now. Yeah, it looks like we're close, two games out. But the way we're playing, and we got Boston and Philly up next, let's be real. The only thing we can hope is that the teams ahead of us are losing games, and we're winning games. But right now we're losing games, and they're losing games, or some of them are winning games, and some of them – are losing games, so we're not making that. We're not making. Gr- we're not giving ourselves cushion or getting any ground made up by losing games, at all. At all. This has been a, a a shitty season. The blame has been pointed everywhere, from Luke Walton to to management to the young core to the bench to injuries to trade rumors. Now, don't get me wrong, like, I know it's bothering a young core. Shit, it's probably bothering the fucking youth. I mean, would you be able to tolerate shit like this? Got to hit the glass. I, I, I really do. I think one of the things you can do against the Lakers is you can offensive rebound them, but most importantly, you have to transition back for defensive purposes to force them to play. Let me... Can can you play through stuff like that? When you you're young, you gonna be on social media. I mean, let's be real. You you got you know you got people giving you uh, deals. You know, so you're gonna be on social media posting. You think you're not gonna see stuff being you being talked about? You can't watch TV. You can't be on social media. Uh, you you can't do nothing. They're, it's constantly being thrown out there that the Lakers are trying to trade you for Anthony Davis, which shows 
it was kind of tells you like the Lakers have no faith in you as a young or Bron doesn't have any faith in you is and is pushing management to get you out the door because he doesn't have time to waste to watch you grow into the player that you can be. He doesn't have time for that. Now we should all keep this in mind. He did this before. He did this when he came back to Cleveland when they shipped Andrew Wiggins out for Kevin Love. And, you know, he didn't want to sit and hopefully see something from Andrew Wiggins. Hopefully. You know, so we we ignored the signs. We, we ignored everything prior to him being a Laker. But it's repeating itself here. Now he's trying to get the youth out of here and get an old team that can't win. Then he rides off in the sunset after his third, fourth year, whenever if he opts out after his third year or if he actually opts in and and plays his fourth year, he rides off in the sunset. Now we're stuck with nothing unless we have Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, and whatever else. In my opinion, a good deal for Anthony Davis, and I will stick to it even in the summer, is Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, maybe Zubak, Something that uh maybe you know get the numbers right for Anthony Davis because just those alone won't match with number, and you know maybe a couple of first round picks and that's what I'm gonna stick with. I, I'm trying. I will fight my, I will fight my ass off to keep Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart. Oh, Coop, why do you say Brandon Ingram? Because out of Lonzo Ball, don't get me wrong, I like Lonzo Ball. He can he can definitely defend. He can pass. Inconsistent with his shot. Can't hit a free throw. But he's he has potential. But I just don't think this is the right type of offense for him to be playing in. A LeBron-led offense is not for him. That means LeBron is going to be a dominant ball hander, handler. And Lonzo is going to be playing off ball. And he's not a great off ball player. He can't hit the shot consistently, and he's not consistently attacking the rim. Now, before the injury, he was playing pretty solid. About two or three games, he was playing pretty solid basketball, and I was starting to see something from him. But Lonzo, as good as he's going to be, right now isn't the time for him to be a Laker. It sucks. That's what Bron does. Bron does. He dominates the ball, and he dictates who gets the shot, not Lonzo. So now, before now, that's for all my Lonzo fans. I, listen, I support all Lakers. Now, Kuzma, Kuzma has the highest value of the Lakers right now. You know, all those monster performances he's had, he has the highest value. He's that shiny little toy. Very, very shiny. It's like that red Porsche or red Ferrari that you see at dealerships or, you know, that that custom paint job car, you know. But you, it's kind of like a lemon. You don't see it until you actually achieve it, obtain it, you know. So that's, that's Kuzma. Kuzma, what do you see? Oh, he can score from anywhere on the floor and but he can't play a lick of fucking defense at all. He can't. 
he can't guard Jared Dudley to save his life. Jared Dudley. It's crazy. Jared Dudley bust his ass. Jared Dudley. It's fucking ridiculous. He can't play defense. Todd Gibson torched him. I can keep naming people that have torched him that shouldn't have, but they did. And that's something you will never achieve to be able to not lock. I'm not saying I don't need you to lock somebody down, but I can't keep seeing you get beat back door on the simplest shit because you're falling asleep. You're ball watching. You're not watching your man and the ball. These are the things that I see from Kyle Kuzma. Now, I don't know if everybody else sees it because they look at the scoring and they're just like, oh, that can offset it. No, it can't. It can't offset it at all. I can't have your ass falling asleep because now they're getting easy buckets when we're working really hard for buckets. We're getting shots with five or six minutes left in the shot clock, and they're getting shots in less than four or five seconds. Now, that's why I would trade Kuzma and Lonzo. And why I would keep Brandon Ingram is because Brandon Ingram has the highest ceiling. The highest ceiling out of all of them. Oh, no. If you look at Brandon Ingram's game, he has the highest ceiling because everybody say, what is the first thing you think of when you think of Lonzo? He has great passing skills. That's that's the, the sticking point. Oh, he's a great passer. What do you think about when you say Kyle Kuzma? Oh, he's a really, really good scorer. What do you say when you think about Ingram? He can, he can do a lot. That's exactly what people say. Oh, he can do a lot. He can score. He can pass. He can rebound. He can defend. You know. Now, he's the one that you want to mold, you know? You want to polish certain areas of his game piece by piece. Now, last year they were grooming him to be the guy, the man, the scorer, the closer. This offseason, the same thing. Then come LeBron, and now all that's changed, and you're asking him to now be the number two or three guy which is going to be hard for him because you've been grooming him to be certain things. And then you had an instance where people went down and he had to become the point guard. So things are shifting for him, and he's still in the development phase of figuring out what he is as a player in the NBA. Now, if you're nurturing that properly, meaning let's just say the Lakers got Anthony Davis, and let's just say the Lakers signed another superstar, a point guard, let's say Kyrie Irving because, you know, and LeBron are, you know, lovey-dovey, you know, bro-bro, you know. He, they've been, you know, I think they might make another run at this. But let's just say that happens. Let's just, in hypothetical world. Now you can use Brandon Ingram in the same notion, in the same manner that the Spurs use with Kawhi Leonard. Now you can do that. Now you can use him like that because you don't have to worry about him having to be the number two score or the number three score because you'll have the proceedings would probably be, if I'm the Lakers, would be uh, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, and then Brandon Ingram. 
So Ingram can just float and and just focus on, hey, I'm going to play the passing lanes. I'm going to get the rebounds. I'm going to go back door. I'm going to catch lobs. Now he doesn't have to strictly put his focus on that. He can organically grow his game, organically do that. And that's that's why I wanted to keep – I want to keep Ingram out of all the players. You can organically grow his game, and then he can be the guy that takes the rank. He takes the reins. Once Bron goes, he scoots up. Then, you know, Kyrie Irving says he's not going to play long. I'm sure Anthony Davis probably won't go long. And then you just keep scooting. Now you have, instead of a four-year, five-year window, you have a five to eight, nine, ten-year window. And that's what you want as an organization. You want to look like the Spurs. The Spurs have been one of the top teams in the West for the last 10, 12 years, 13 years, shit, they've been a really good team. They've always had players. They groom, they nurture, and they put them in systematic, and they're good. You know, they have a system that works. It's a, it's the same thing with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard wasn't the guy in San Antonio until the last couple of years before he got traded. He's set in the shadows, being the second, no, not even the second, the third, fourth option on the Spurs. And then, you know, as people got older, as people aged, and the doors opened and they left, he rose in the ranks. And then he became the guy. But he had that time frame to learn how to be that guy from three, four Hall of Famers and a Hall of Fame coach. Now, I'm not saying Luke Walton's a bad coach. But I'm just saying that he had the experience and he learned from all of that. Now, he didn't want to be a part of the Spurs life, but but I guarantee you, he will want to be a Laker for life. If I I would love to be a Laker for life. I'm a Laker fan for life, but as far as Lakers, I, I want to do anything and everything to stay in that uniform and play on that big of a stage to play for that great organization. But he can't control that right now. Only thing he can do is control what he does on the court, and that's what we need from him. Now, these rumors are really getting to the players. Like I, I, I after watching this game, that was a clear notion that it's getting to him. I, I'm not saying it everybody, but I mean, I just feel like that. That's what it is. JaVale McGee, I mean, he got the opposite of what Brandon Ingram got. And, you know, let's go ahead and take a listen to it, though. McGee averaging 11.7 rebounds, played in Golden State last year and won a ring. They just presented it to him at the game LeBron James didn't play because uh, McGee didn't play. Not worth trading. I would be pissed off. I actually laughed at that, but I would actually be pissed off I hear fans saying not worth trading. I just got off a goddamn ring with the Golden State Warriors, and you telling me I'm not worth trading? I will. I will feel some type of way. And this is, I want to say that was in the third quarter. The Brandon Ingram bit was in the first quarter, and that's crazy. That's wild. I mean, as a as an NBA basketball player. Hearing fan chant, 
not worth trading, I would take exception to that. I would definitely take exception to that. I I want it <laughs> like I I want it at all. Feel good about that. The Lakers got to do a little bit of soul searching. Simple as that. They they really do. They really got to do a little bit of soul searching. Because right now it's not looking good. I I, I really want them to make the playoffs, but what can we do? Honestly, what can we do? Because they don't look like they want it right now. They don't look like a team that is gearing up for the playoff push. They look like a team that's still trying to figure out what the hell the team going to be. I mean, it's just showing on the court that they, the roster is just in a limbo. Deadline is coming up. Players are, like, they just need to either trade them, try to trade them. If the trade doesn't go through, after past a trade deadline, hopefully they'll feel a little bit better. You know, that that's what that's what I I mean. Simple as that. I mean, Bron, they not feeling they not they wasn't fucking with Bron tonight. There was a picture that's been floating around uh, Twitter and Instagram of uh, the Lakers bench. And uh, two or three seats between the Lakers bench and the coaches and stuff was LeBron at the end of the bench. It was a powerful picture, just because it shows the the uh, the distant, uh, not not the distance. I want to say the um, how either the team is feeling about LeBron or how LeBron's feeling about the team, but it definitely shows you that they're not on the same page. Right now, currently, just due to the trade deadline and rumors and stuff like that. But there's no excuse to be losing by 42 points to the Indiana Pacers without Victor Oladipo. That's just embarrassing. And as a Laker fan and watching many great Laker teams, that is unacceptable. You put on that Laker jersey, you should be proud to be wearing that Laker jersey. I don't give a fuck if you're in trade rumors. You should be playing like your life is on the line. Because it technically is. You sitting out there putting shitty performances up. Let's see if you get that deal, you know. But playing with the Lakers, it comes with a lot, a lot of pressure. Because the Lakers are known for winning. They're not the the Cleveland Cavs. They're not the New Orleans Pelicans. They're not the L.A. Clippers. They're not the, you know, they're not the Phoenix Suns. You know, they're not Charlotte Hornets. They're not, you know, they're not the bad teams. They're not the New York Knicks. They're not none of these sorry teams that aren't, I'm not going to say aren't ever, but they're not consistently good. They're not. Damn, that's some good ass soda. But let's be real. So when you put that jersey on, you should respect that jersey and you should respect the fan base of that team, which is the LA Lakers. This is not no, you know, no bullshit whatever team that don't come out every night. We you, I need y'all to come out every night and play with some heart and some determination. 
Simple as that. That's that's exactly how it should go. Now they asked Brian about <laughs> the the trade rumors and how the youngs should should deal with it, and he basically told them to just stay off social media. Just stay off social media. He said, "Hey, just stay off social media." Now, that's kind of fucked up. Simple as that. That's kind of fucked up to say that. But, I mean, it is what it is. But 42 points, losing to them. And it, it's not it's not cool at all. It's not cool at all. Now, I think let's get into the, the Reggie Bullock trade. I think it's going to help the Lakers a little bit. Now you have a, a, a solid three-point shooter. The one thing um, about Svi Mikhailuk, he just couldn't find a stroke. Now, I put that in part on Luke Walton. Luke Walton, um, he just, he never, he's not the set guy. He doesn't really know sets. I would have treated Svi Mikhailuk like a, a J.J. Redick or a Kyle Korver or shit, not saying that he can shoot like them, but a Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and random off picks, pin downs, you know, picking pops, things to get him going. And and it's so weird because he would do certain plays and sets for KCP, and then he would bring Svi Mikhailuk in, and Svi would just have to be a point guard and try to create his own shot. And it's just like, well, why don't you do the same thing that you're doing for KCP or even run even run more picks for Shvi? He's a young cat. He needs to put the shots up, and he needs to get consistent minutes. He's not a veteran. He, he doesn't know how to produce in five minutes, four minutes. Shit, it take me four or five minutes to get warm. I can't just come in and start busting your ass. You know what I'm saying? I can't I can't get out there and do that. Pause. I will pause on that, sorry. <laughs> uh but like real talk. Like I can't I can't do that. I need at least five minutes to get one up. And and I just felt like Luke Walton hasn't done a great job with with the unit, you know, and and subs. It's just been a lot of staggering minutes here and there. And one night you playing twenty five minutes, and next night you playing like five. To one night you're not playing none. To next night you playing twelve, thirteen. The minutes were all over the place. The rotations are all fucked. I I can still to this day I can't even tell you what our second lineup is because it's changed at least a thousand times. So many variations of the second lineup. And there's no consistency. So players don't know if they're going in at night or if they're they're not. And and that that hinders your game. Because you never I mean, yeah, they say stay ready, but how can I stay ready when I don't know what I'm getting? Yeah, stay ready, okay. I get it. I'm young, but I don't know what to stay ready for. Because I haven't done this before. I I am not Lance Stevenson. I am not Rajon Rondo. You know, I'm not Beasley. So I don't know what 
is in store when they say stay ready. You know, only thing I know is I'm gonna keep shooting shots, but I don't know. I haven't. I'm not getting gameplay, and that's the most important thing. But yeah, so CV he's gone, going to Detroit. We got Reggie Bullock, but that makes me ponder the question: Are there more little trades like that to happen? Um. I just I feel like we are are deep still at the wing. We brought another wing in. Could we be trading KCP somewhere? Could we be trading Lance Stevenson somewhere? Like think about it. I really think that. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. So we need the chemistry is is not there. It didn't I'm not going to say it's not there. It just it wasn't there tonight. Now, will it be there on Thursday when we take on the Boston Celtics in the Garden? I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. Really do. I I really do. I really do cuz I can't I can't keep taking these type of losses. 42 points to the, the Pacers. That's fucking ridiculous. That just shows that just shows that you did not you're not fucking with it right now. <laughs> Simple as that. You didn't even come to play. And that shit is irritating as a Laker fan. You know, I, shout out to my, my, my Facebook group, Laker War Room. See? Shout out y'all out on the podcast. Um we talk about this stuff all day. And uh today was uh no different. It just looked bad. It looked very, very bad. <laughs> it looked it looked very bad. We I mean we talked about this shit. It was just like, what the hell are we doing out there? Like, really, what are we doing out there? People are, are very upset and, and, and more so and due to the part that, you know, the these kids are, are young and they never been through this trade, you know, trade season and all this stuff, you know, a little bit, but not to the point where they actually actually hearing their name and trades. <laughs> and then you tell them to go out there and ball. Like, come on now. Let's be real. Now, should there be a players meeting? I really do. I think I think player the youngs need to get something off their chest. Let Braun know how they feel. And Braun need to be truthful. Come to them and be like, hey, this is what I need. And I feel like I can get Anthony Davis to give me that. But right now, just I'm not here for the growth. Or maybe just the youngs is talking and be like, hey, bro, we out here too. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be crazy. I'll check back in with y'all. I'll check back in with y'all, man. This shit is going to be wild. Yeah. But yeah, holla at me at all my social media accounts. No, I'm joking. Just holla at me on Coops World Official. And you can go ahead and follow Lakers Corner on Instagram. And uh, yeah, tweet at me, Coops World Official. Just go ahead and do it, man. I'll holla at y'all, though. All right? Plus, I'm good at math like a major. Hate to use stereotypes, but that's.